0: University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on-air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial, or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. v
1: 891 The Roar is proud to announce that we can now...
2: And welcome into Sports Takes with Jake here on another, another Beautiful Monday evening here on the campus of Villanova. We are now officially in the fall season, and uh, we are excited for the playoff push that I've been waiting for for about 11 years now in the making since I was in fourth grade. I am so excited for this last 10 games of the Phillies season, but before we get to that, we have to remind you we are coming to you live from the Villanova University, and I'm always excited to welcome in my esteemed co-host and sports extraordinaire, Mr. Zach Tipton from Spearfish, South Dakota. How are you doing tonight, buddy?
3: I'm doing pretty well. You know, I can't complain. we got some midterms coming up here, but we're doing pretty well.
2: Yeah, well, we're not going to worry about that for the next hour and 15 minutes. That is fact. Um, yeah, it's a 7 o'clock hour here. It's hit the top of the hour, and you know, now it's time for Sports Takes with Jake for the next hour and 15 minutes. we got a lot to get to we will start with major league baseball and specifically my Philadelphia Phillies and, um, <clears throat> a tough way to end the series, uh, really. Well, yesterday, yesterday into last night because of the two hour, nine minute rain delay, which, uh, Zach and his grandparents did not want to sit through. So I guess they left in the fifth inning, correct? Yeah, we
3: left right when the rain delay started. Yeah. Like the minute they called it, we were out.
2: We were out. So, I mean, that's probably a good thing because it was a two-hour, nine-minute rain delay. And then the game took another two-and-a-half hours after it resumed to finish. I mean, it ended until almost 8 o'clock last I say. mean,
3: it was still a great game. I wish we would have stayed for it. Oh, yeah, it, I mean, it but, was a uh, good training game. You know, my, my grandparents were trying to – my grandpa specifically was very wondering why – the Phillies didn't just bunt or strike out to end that yeah, fifth inning. Yeah, so it would
2: have been an official game.
3: That would have been an official game. I assumed, I assumed if it was official. They might have called it.
2: Nah, I think they still would have continued it. I think because it was a day game, you know, they had time. I'm, I'm sure the Braves have been like, no, we're not. We're gonna stay here until we can finish because the Braves want to win because you know they're in a very tight race with the the Mets right now for Absolutely. that division. I think, I think it would have resumed either way. I mean, like I said, because it's a day game. You know They resumed at 520, so I mean, you would have, you had a lot of time. to. I'm not sure if the Braves had an off day. I mean, I know the Phillies did, um, but I think they would have resumed either way, honestly, so I would have made a huge difference there. Um, but anyway, the Phillies was 8, 7, and 11 innings uh, yesterday going into last night, like I said, because it didn't end until almost 8 o'clock. Um, the Phillies' magic number for a playoff spot is eight games. The uh, Brewers lost earlier in the day to the Reds by a single run, which is a, a nice, uh, nice little cushion there. Phillies are a game and a half up, game and a half up over Milwaukee. They are really two and a half up because they hold the tiebreaker over the Brewers. Um, but I mean, honestly, like I said last week, if the Phillies could split with the Braves, I'd be okay with that. I mean, obviously they could win three out of four, which would have been nice. Uh, but the split with this Atlanta team is is uh, no small feat. They have a very good lineup, as we saw. Well, we didn't see any. We didn't see any offense <laughs> on Thursday night. We were there a one nothing win for the Phillies. With, that was on the back of cold. <laughs> yeah, it was freezing. Yeah, yeah. For anyone that was not there, thank goodness it was freezing. Um, got there early for the student media day. we were in the media room for a while, then uh, went up to the game and. I mean, luckily, I wore jeans, man, cause I, mean, I wore shorts. I'd have been so screwed. I mean, I, I mean, I wore quarter zip, and I, it, was, it was not fun. Yeah,
3: I wore a quarter zip over, like, a long sleeve. Multiple trips to the bathroom dresser. to heat up. <laughs> that was true, you know. It, well,
2: I mean, <laughs> I almost had to. Anyway, um, the Phillies are a game and a half up, really two and a half because of the tiebreaker. Um, and a nice uh, addition to the article here. The Phillies go 5 and 5 in their last 10. The Brewers have to finish 7 and 2 to uh leapfrog. Them. Excuse me. Um they have what well, you said two is St. Louis, right? And they yeah. have uh Miami and Arizona to finish. The yeah, Brewers? Yeah, believe. So. Yeah, Miami and Arizona. Um and then the Phillies they have they're in in Chicago today. Uh off day today and then uh they will be at Wrigley Field Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and they go to Washington for 4 I believe I think they have a they have a double header actually um in that series as well and then they uh have Houston for the last 3 and I, I really pray to god that we have this playoff spot wrapped up before we go to Houston cuz I do not want to have to try to clinch this playoff spot against the best team in the American League and uh you know I know some people or I mean, people I've heard um, you're like, oh, well, it, you know, it could be good because Houston's like number one seed and they're, you know, what, seven or eight games up on New York. Uh, the Yankees, they're not going to rest people. I mean, they might maybe for the last game of the year, but they're not going to rest because they're going to have four days off before that division series starts because you have a three-game wild card series and they're not going to be in it So they get a bye. So you're not going to have everybody rest. I mean, that would be almost a whole week off. I mean, you're going to throw everybody's rhythm off. You know, baseball's a very much a a routine, I mean just like any sport, but you know, athletes wanna stay on their their routine and uh you know, they're not gonna take it easy on the Phillies at all. I mean, you know, if anything they're gonna go hard and you know, like I said, maybe that last game of the year they might rest some guys, but you know, you're gonna see everybody from Houston, uh, especially those first two. So uh really gotta gotta try to get a lot of wins here. I mean, we were saying before the show I think five of six would be I mean obviously you want to sweep both. That would be amazing, but I think if you get five of six from Chicago and, and Washington. Well, actually, it'd be sorry, it'd be six of seven because they're in a four-game series against the Nationals. They have a doubleheader. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I
3: think if you can get six of seven over least, them, I yeah, think. six of seven at least. I think you're in a good position. I don't think the Brewers yeah. have enough games to come back. No, if point. you
2: did that, you pretty much have. I mean, like like we said, all you have to do is take care of business. If Phillies win, they're in. There, there's. It's, it doesn't get more simple than that. If they start losing, that's where you get problems. Um... But, I mean, I was telling Zach, and I know people be like, oh, Miami's not that good, Arizona's not that good. They're all major league teams, and they're all looking to spoil these, you know, possibly, even the Chicago Cubs and, and Washington. I mean, I know they're not good, but, uh, you know, Cubs came into Philly after the All-Star break and swept us, you know, in, in Philadelphia. So, um, you know, you can't keep, can't take any of these teams lightly for sure, especially in this point of the season. Um Beginning <clears throat> back to this game yesterday, you know, Zach saw us in person. Back to back two out doubles, they score twice. Um, so obviously not a good start. Schwarberg has two Schwar bombs in this one, um, including a lead off homer. He homered again in the third inning, his forty second of the year, which is insane. Uh, I would have never expected to hit Schwarberg hit that many homers, but. Since so Bank Park is a very hitter-friendly ballpark, it is um, unless so. it's
3: windy on a Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, even game. that
2: night we were there. He had, if that was not windy, that would have been a home run. Do you remember that? There have been
3: multiple home runs I think yeah. in that game if it wasn't windy. But it was blowing it
2: was just... in and off the, off from uh, right field, so I mean, yeah, he would have definitely true. had one on that. Definitely on that one that he hit. Yeah, there was the one the that was track. deep.
3: That I think most people thought it was gone, and then yeah, it, was actually and it just got eaten because, up
2: by the wind. Yeah,
3: it was that was really hard, but I think yeah, no, for sure. Um, I think watching the Troopers, I will say like, I've never seen an atmosphere like the one I saw in uh in in on Sunday. Like the atmosphere on Sunday, right before the rain started, when the Phillies took the lead, right before the rain delay, mm-hmm. I've never heard it that loud in Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, maybe that's where I was sitting, but I've never heard it that loud. Yeah. So it was just really cool to see Citizens Bank Park go absolutely wild when you guys took the when you guys got two runs in the. Uh, bottom of the fifth, and took the lead lead there, Um, but, like, that game was impressive to watch from both sides offensively, I mean, I'm not a Kyle Gibson fan, you know that, but, and Kyle Gibson got kind of rocked, but so did Charlie Morton, Mm -hmm. like, Charlie Morton just, like, he was at 95 pitches by the fifth inning, I think, and I think Gibson was Mm -hmm. around, like, 80 pitches by the fifth inning, so I think it was, it was a lot of pitches, I think, Both pitchers probably won't be be seeing in the playoffs at this point. Uh, But I'm excited. I think I'm excited for this. That was a fun game to watch. I'm glad I was able to be there.
2: Yeah. um, Bullpen was okay until the end. Nelson, Alvarado, back-to-back, one, two, three innings. Robertson, the eighth, gets two outs, but then allows a two-out walk, double, and intentional walk, load the bases, and then he threw a wild pitch to tie the game at six. Um Phillies had their chances. Two men on the eighth. Runner in scoring position in the ninth with two outs. A runner in scoring position with two outs in the tenth. Um, winning run at the plate in the eleventh, and they just couldn't deliver. Um, the Fish's season series, not bad. Eight and eleven against the Braves. I mean, Braves are pretty good. So, I mean, there's a couple games there where they should have won that they kind of blew up. I mean, there, there as at least two of them, I remember, in Atlanta where they should have easily won. They kind of blew up at the end. But... Um, Overall, not bad. Um, <clears throat> Braves are only a game and a half back of the Mets, so you know they're still trying to win every single game they possibly can. Because you know you really want that. I mean, because whoever wins this division is going to get that bye. That's huge. I mean, you, you that's get, huge. That, get that is, the and you don't have to play the Dodgers then either in the NLDS. You're going to face them in the NLCS if, if, you if you they get past it. You, you know, yeah. you never know. But you know, that would be a yeah, that either the Mets or the Braves—that's huge. You but I do think them.
3: that like both of those teams are the be- are have the best shot at beating the Dodgers. Yeah, really, it's those. Two I think
2: teams. the Mets have. a I mean, because I think the Mets rotation. Well, I don't know. I mean, Most I mean the Mets rotation is incredible. But you got Strider, Freed, and the Strider's hurt right now. Is that why he didn't pit pitch yeah. this
3: weekend? Yep.
2: I was wondering. I was wondering that too, but they said well. he's hurt. So.
3: Let's try to back by playoffs. I'm assuming,
2: right? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anything. I just saw that he was out, so I, I don't know what his what his status is. Um. Yeah, if it was have ten games on the road to finish, uh, they're forty-seven and thirty-four at home, which is pretty solid. Just a game over five hundred on the road. Lost twelve of their last seventeen on the road. So hopefully that that definitely needs to change. Um, rotation this week: Aaron Nola is now moved ahead of Suarez. So Nola will start Wednesday rather than Thursday, which would allow him to pitch in the third-to-last game of the year. So that would be the first game of the Houston series. And then uh, in Game 2 of a wild-card series if they make it. Uh, Wheeler starts tomorrow, Suarez Thursday. So you have a a nice uh, rotation going there. That might be your three if they make it to that best of three at this point. You'd have – I mean Suarez did pitch pretty well. I mean, that was impressive. Ranger we Suarez, there yeah. A,
3: I was not expecting me neither. I thought, I, he he him him. That's I, I thought he was
2: gonna get shelled. That's what I thought he was gonna get shelled in that game. I so. thought
3: he was too, and I think I was expecting uh Max Fried to uh, will last more than five innings. Yeah, I mean he um, worked a
2: lot of deep counts against him, which really I mean. Yeah, what do you guys got world? a lot of three twos. I think there were a lot of hundred pitches, I think, after five He minutes. had a 106. one oh yeah. six. I think one oh six pitches Wild.
3: after five innings, which is incredible against a pitcher of his caliber. Yeah. Um, so well done 20, to your hitting there, in. which for a team that didn't get a lot of hits also, like yeah, you, we there weren't had, a lot of hits, but six hits guys, in each team. but uh, you guys were able to get just deep counts. Like even if he was getting strikeouts he wasn't, or ground outs or fly outs, he wasn't getting that to like the eighth, ninth pitch of the uh, bat, mm-hmm. which is what really hurt him. Um, so I think, you know, you guys definitely did that as well, really well there too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. The wild card series starts Friday, October 7th. So, interesting. If we play the Mets, that would be interesting to go up to a game. But I don't know. That would be kind of a hostile environment to go into. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. See how what the ticket prices are. But, uh, Maybe it'll be expensive. I don't know. Uh, the Mets will be I very might, expensive. Uh, I'm going to a concert that next night. I'm not skipping that because it's my favorite band of all time. So What band? Uh, Jack Russell's Great White. It used to be Great White. It's like an 80s hard, like, hair rock band. Yeah. Now it's, like, obviously Jack Russell's the lead singer. He's, like, they split up, but they still have him and I think it's a lead guitar. so I know my dad will text me if I'm wrong. So, um, I think it's those two, uh, okay. but we went to see him last summer. Great. And he, and he had, he had a strep throat and he was like, you know, said some other choice words I can't say on the air, but <laughs> he was like, screw the doctor. I, you know, I have strep throat, but I don't care. I'm out here for you guys. And it was great. Um, and he only had an hour cause they had like six bands. It was like a whole festival. Um, I'm excited to see like a full set list from him. So that's going to be really, and they have Lita Ford opening for him, which is is another great uh, hair rocker. So I'm really excited about that. So honestly, I probably wouldn't go just because I'm, you know, I'm going to that concert. That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense, but we'll see. Um, Anyway, but to wrap this kind of segment up here, um, interesting. We didn't even talk about the Padres, which are the team the Phillies are chasing uh, possibly for that second wild card spot. They're game and a half up on the Phillies. Um, however, Phillies got a tie break. Um, Potters have won seven of nine. Uh, Juan Soto, after being ice cold, uh, is 11 for 26 over the last week. Is a 423 batting average. Three doubles, two homers, seven RBIs, and a 546 on base percentage. Excuse me. San Diego finished with nine home games, which is the same as Milwaukee, which is interesting. Um, Potters have the Dodgers, White Sox, and Giants. The Padres have lost 12 of 16 to the Los Angeles Dodgers. So do you think the Phillies possibly could get ahead of the Padres? I mean, they got the Dodgers, White Sox, and Giants. All at home, though. Oh, I think the White Sox are on a downturn. I think the Giants— But the Dodgers should, I mean— Yeah,
3: they should lose all of them to the Dodgers. Whatever <laughs> one there, however many games they play against the Dodgers, Probably they three, should lose all them. Probably three, I would them.
2: think. Yeah, it's um, three games apiece, so— But
3: they might win one there just because, like, Juan Soto or somebody or somebody hits a home run.
2: The Giants are kind of an enigma. I don't know. Giants could like kind of like yeah, I don't come know. out of nowhere and where, beat them.
3: Where do they go this year? I really don't know. But in my opinion, I think there's a good chance the Padres can miss the playoffs entirely with this, in my opinion. Really? With that schedule. you were talking that schedule, and I'm like, wait a
2: second. Well, here's the thing. They're a game I've opened in the Phillies, but then that means they're, what, three, three games over up. Milwaukee but
3: right now? But Milwaukee has a way easier schedule they than what just heard from what they you do. just I said. I mean, they the Dodgers
2: and Giants are tough. White Sox, I mean— I know they're kind of in a free fall, but they're still not bad. I mean, they're, they're kind of right around well, 500. only
3: half game out of 500, yeah. Yeah, so they're not
2: that bad of a team. No,
3: so I, I think – I could see Padres missing the playoffs entirely, which honestly that would, would be, be hilarious. That would bad be – I mean, can how you imagine crazy that? crazy they spent at the uh, deadline. Yeah. Um, That would be a very big disappointment for Padres fans.
2: I mean, not to be this, but I feel like
3: – Sorry, Jonah.
2: Uh, they – I mean, I get it. I mean, Juan a generational player, but, I mean, you're really – investing like in the next couple of years. Yeah. I mean look at all I mean if you would have kept those prospects, I mean, they could have been good for a long time. Now, you don't know if those prospects are gonna pan out, obviously. A lot of them don't usually. Yeah. But I mean, when you're putting this much money into these and in these like what if he gets hurt or what if something I mean, he was ice cold until this week. I mean he was hasn't really been playing well at all. Um it's just interesting. You know, and if they make if they miss the playoffs, oh my goodness. I mean who who I mean what's say they have Soto, they have uh Machado. Have they?
3: Did they sign Soto? Is they they signed Soto to the giant contract yet, or has he been signed as giant? I co- don't know. I th- was he? I don't. Know. Because if he hasn't been, will he want to stay in San Diego if they miss the playoffs?
2: I don't know. I you have to look that up. I don't even. But anyway, um, we... Juan Soto. I don't. Know. I feel like I think he did, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Yeah, he did. Okay. Oh wait, no. This says he turned down the contract to the Nationals. We knew that. I don't think uh, he did.
3: Soto turned down. Yeah, he hasn't yet.
2: That's interesting. Can you imagine that? <laughs> he He's
3: turned... on a one-year $17 million, I think, right now.
2: Can you imagine if he turned that down? That would be hilarious.
3: So, yeah, anyway.
2: But, yeah, I think I think the Phillies get in.
3: I, I'm I trying to think in. so, too, without Braves here. I was scared you guys were going to get swept by the yes, Braves. Yeah, I was
2: scared. I, I really wanted to see how we did. Honestly, we could have had three or four pretty easily. Um, you know, just got to take care of business. You got to take care of business against these teams. Um, that's going to be interesting to, between the Padres. I think the Padres hold on. I just – the Brewers just don't seem – every time – and I think the goes right on this. Like every time they get close, they fall back. I mean, you can't lose that game yesterday to the Reds. I mean, you can't do that. I mean, I mean you're fighting for a spot. I mean, I know it's baseball, but, I mean, you got to win those games, especially in the last week of the season. You can't be losing those games.
3: I think we should –
2: Oh yeah, my dad told me yes, rhythm guitar. Sorry, I knew I was wrong on that. I knew I was. I, <laughs> I knew I was gonna be wrong. There we go. So rhythm guitar, and uh, he's right. Yeah, because the lead guitar guy is uh, with Great White, not with Jack Russell's Great White. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- I'm, I'm looking forward to that concept. But anyway, um, take a break. Come back. Talking college college football, a little bit, and then we will get in the NFL. So keep here, sports takes a jig, 89.1, the Roar. B 89one the Roar is proud to announce we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day, for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details on how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. Check out WXVU's podcast feed available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Listen to all WXVU shows and inter- interviews on demand. Just search WXVU on Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and and yeah, if, if you're uh, I, I post on social media as well. But uh, if you cannot listen to the show, uh, we are our our shows are recorded online now. Every single show, so um, there's no point making me a short uh, recap because it's all on there now. So uh, if you can't listen, I can obviously. Uh, post that on social as well um yeah it's, that's a good it's a good thing they added this year also the radio fx app as well you can look us up on there if you can't listen um there's a bunch of good giveaways on there and obviously the the website as well um so going into uh college football here um not a whole lot of surprises. I mean, there was a couple, I guess. Um, you had Kansas State taking down Oklahoma, which is a big one. I think they're what Sooners were number six. Yeah, Sooners were six. So oh, they went down. They
3: were unranked. Um, Adrian Martinez on that one. I was just just as a person that's watched him for four years. Wait, ago. he's
2: on uh, a yeah, Kansas trans- State. Trans- oh, I didn't even. Oh, I didn't even know he that.
3: Transferred to Kansas State, and he's the he's the starting QB at Kansas State now.
2: Okay, so he
3: know. had a uh, five four rushing touchdowns and one passing wow. touchdown. Wow. Well, sounds like uh, him. He uh he had an incredible game. Um and as somebody that watched him for uh, his four entire years, career yeah. and watched him do these things that you know you thought he might be good for the corner scores and you just never kind of put it together, mm-hmm. he did do it in a great way. Hundred forty eight rushing yards, four touchdowns on twenty one carries. Yes, that
2: that's not a quarterback. Like come on, like two hundred and thirty four quarterback and two hundred and thirty
3: four passing yards on twenty one for thirty four, one touchdown.
2: And you wonder why, like, there's barely any college quarterbacks that are any good. Because you cannot do that in the NFL. Even Jalen Hurts. I mean, I know he's been playing really well. We'll get to it later. But, like, he cannot continue to run the ball. I'm sorry. He's going to get hurt. I'm telling you. It takes one play in the NFL. Something's going to happen. It's going to be a leg. It's going to be an arm. It's going to be something. And he's going to be out for a while. And he's not going to be any good. what I mean, even Lamar. I mean, look, he's great. I'm not going to say he's not. But... How much longer does he have? Because you cannot continue to play like that at a high level when you get older. You don't. You're going to get slower. Look at all the guys that are still playing right now. Rodgers, very accurate pocket passer. Brady, I mean, my goodness. Um, All these old guys because they know how to throw from the pocket. But anyway, Penn State takes down the Chippewas of Central Michigan at home 33-14. On Saturday afternoon, they moved up to number 11 in the AP poll, um, which is uh, I'm very happy about. Um, but again, you know, we just got to keep rolling here. Uh, wasn't really a, an, an impressive win at all here um, against the Chippewas. Uh, you know, I mean, we won, but not really. I mean, even uh, Franklin admitted that after the game, said, quote, in terms of the critical areas, I wouldn't say it felt like this, but we won all of them. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously he wasn't very satisfied. Clifford, twenty-two of thirty-four passing, two hundred seventeen yards only, four touchdowns for for the Nittany Lions. Um, they did force four turnovers, uh, which uh, really helped their cause because the Chippewas were really advancing the ball. Zach, three hundred sixty-three yards for Central Michigan, yeah. uh, which is not good <laughs> uh, for the Penn State defense. Um. However, mistakes in the red zone uh, kind of hurt them because uh, actually for a uh, little bit they were uh, creeping pretty close to Penn State, but Penn State kind of pulled away in the second half. Uh, tight end Brandon, Brenton Strange caught two touchdowns. Mitchell Tinsley got one. Uh, Clifford and Catron Allen added two – had added touchdown runs for Penn State. Um Obviously, you have Northwestern coming up on Saturday and then a bye week and then uh, going to the big house against Michigan October 15th, which will be a huge test um, for the New Lions. I mean, I think next week's going to be a nice test against Northwestern. I know they lost to Miami of Ohio uh, last uh, Saturday, but I think uh, Northwestern always plays everybody tough. Um, even P.J. Mustaver admitted defensive tackle. Uh, quote, there's a certain standard in this program. I told the guys after the game that we've got to come out hot. We've got to come out better, which uh, um, it kind of did, I guess, in this game. Uh, first drive, Pency right down the field. Tinsley over the middle for a five-yard touchdown. Um, Zaki Wheatley picked off Daniel Richardson, the Central Michigan quarterback, on the eighth play of the day. Got it to the Chippewa 15 uh, quickly made it 14 nothing. from there, only three plays. Um, however, like I said, Central Michigan gets ties it up, actually, at 14. They get 11-play drive, capped by a two-yard touchdown, and then they got a turnover, and they get a nine-play, 67-yard drive to tie it up. Um, sorry, any lines uh, punted on their first third-quarter possession? Um, and then the C- Central Michigan fumbled again um, inside a ten yard line, so it gave, made it pretty easy for Penn State. Um, with only two plays, Clifford finds Strange in the end zone. Um, however, Pinniger misses the extra point, twenty-seven fourteen. Um, and then um, a one yard run by Clifford to get it to thirty-three. They tried a two point conversion, failed. Um, for for the Chippewas, well, why Richardson. I don't know. I wasn't wa I don't know. I guess Franco just trying to okay. try something out. I have no okay. idea. Um, I honestly wasn't really watching after like the second quarter because yeah, I was like whoa. busy. But, um, Richardson, 26 of 45, 235 yards. Um, Allen rushing yards, 111 yards on 13, uh, carries. Um, so not bad. I mean obviously you wanna win a little more convincingly, but you know, a win is a win. Um Northwestern coming in next week, I think it's a three thirty kick. Uh I think Penn State should win that. I think it's gonna be a closer game I mean, than people will think. Yeah, it's
3: definitely be closer, but, I
2: but I think they I think Penn State wins. Could. Um
3: other wares in uh the college ball, you have uh, Texas A and M with the uh, upset of Arkansas.
2: That's interesting. In the yeah. big
3: SEC game, 23-21, uh, Texas A and M drove down the field.
2: Arkansas tried a game winning field hit the upright. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was also true. I remember seeing that, and that was I was surprised I was very,
2: Arkansas lost that game. I, I thought they were. I yeah, thought they were going to win that game. Honestly.
3: I was very upset for Arkansas, though. I was kind of cheering for them. I mean, it's always a good story when Arkansas is in college football. You know, it's always good when college football has Arkansas up there because I don't know why Arkansas culture is just. One of the cooler cultures in the culture ball landscape, so mm-hmm. it's good to see that. Um, other wearers, uh Tennessee beat Florida, thirty-eight to thirty-three, moved them into the top ten. Uh, Josh Heupel uh, has now led his team to a perfect three and zero start, a four mm-hmm. and zero start, and they are now ranked number eight. Uh, and uh, the big game of the the big game of the week, though, and the most exciting game of the entire week was. Number five, Clemson, facing number 21, Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest had this thing for a very long time. It looked like Wake Forest was going to beat Clemson here, but uh, uh, they got to overtime with a Clemson field goal with 4.09 to go, 52-yarder from Potter. Uh, They went to the overtime. Both teams scored touchdowns in the overtime and made their extra points. And then – uh the Clemson Q B threw a twenty one yard pass. I'm not gonna try to pronounce his name. I care what it. DJ. So <laughs> DJ threw a uh DJ 21 you. And then uh the final I, I honestly it was insane. I think uh the final drive for them in the overtime was the final drive for uh them in overtime was just not really even close. Like I think they went they went zero yards incomplete, four yards and then incomplete. So just n- Wake Forest never came close to scoring the second uh overtime there but Upsetting for Wake Forest, who had a pretty promising year already, kind of over right now. Probably will fall to the. T- Do they fall out of the top twenty-five? Or are they still in it? Do we know? Who? Oh, Wake Forest. Okay, they're still twenty-two. They only dropped one spot. Yeah, I was gonna just quickly but
2: go through that. Um, Florida State back in the rankings, first time in four years. So it's nice to see them back. Yeah,
3: they they had a really convincing win,
2: I think, didn't they? Yeah, I think they had a nice win. I don't remember who, but they but Boston College. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid win. Yeah. Um. Georgia number one, Alabama two, Ohio State three. Ohio State, wow, clobbered Wisconsin. I'm not
3: surprised. Wisconsin's bad this year.
2: Fifty-two twenty-one or something.
3: Yeah, Wisconsin's not a good team this year. I told my grandpa, who's a giant Ohio State fan, was like, um, was telling me that like he thought this game was gonna be closer than a lot of people thought. And I'm like, I don't think it will be. I think it's gonna be pretty low-outy. Michigan
2: four, Clemson five, Oklahoma obviously drops. say off Kansas State. USC, USC number six. Okay, uh, they barely beat. Uh, was it Washington? No, Oregon State. Oregon State, State yeah, barely. they barely
3: beat them. But they moved up one spot. They I won a win's a win, I guess. Win. In that.
2: Kentucky, 7. You said Tennessee, 8. Best ranking since 2006. Long oh, time. No, stop. Uh, Oklahoma, 9. NC State, 10. NC State. Penn State, 11.
3: You were behind NC State. i
2: well, they the AP poll likes them, I guess. They never like Penn State, so I'm not really surprised.
3: Texas A&M, ooh, Texas a moved up to 17 there. That went over Arkansas.
2: Utah, Oregon, both Pac-12 teams, 12 and 13 respectively. Ole Miss, 14. Washington, 15. So you have four Pac-12 teams in the top 15. That's kind of impressive.
3: That is impressive. Um, I'm I mean Kansas State, uh, 25. Do they did they 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 moved out? They
2: moved in. They yeah, they they moved in. They moved um, in. Pitt moved in. Baylor 16, Oklahoma 18 now, BYU 19, Arkansas 20, Minnesota after gotta clobbering give, Michigan i got to give
3: some love to my uncle. My uncle, of course, my entire family is actually giant Minnesota fans. It clobbered um, Michigan State. And so they're all very excited about their Minnesota team. I was Shock, they got, that was
2: one of the year. biggest shocks, man. I know a lot of people are talking about it, but that was a huge upset. Minnesota's upset, team but... is
3: tough this year. I'm really excited to see where they go with it.
2: It's funny because you said they were awful being the – <laughs> So said they were terrible. I <laughs> did.
3: I did, and I'm sorry to my uncle for that.
2: Yeah, PJ Fuck must have heard that or something up
3: there. Oh, he definitely can hear me. Yeah. He 100% can hear me.
2: Yeah. Wake Forest, 22. Florida State, 23. Pittsburgh, 24. And Kansas State, 25.
3: Glad to see um, Adrian Martinez making his first top 25 appearance, I believe, yeah. in his entire yeah, career, I don't which think is kind of crazy.
2: I think it might have been a top 25 as he was at Nebraska, but maybe I not. I don't think he ever did. I think Scott
3: really? Frost. I think he had Scott Frost the entire oh, time. Yeah, I don't yeah, think right, he ever yeah, made yeah, it I'm with there. there. Scott no Frost. They were there.
2: Take a quick break. Come back. Go over NFL. A lot of great games yesterday. Kansas
3: is one vote away. Kansas is so. Close. That
2: would be interesting. Kansas in the top twenty. They think
3: you're a good team. They're four they no. and They're four they and
2: yes, Now we have to see. I mean, I, I mean, they're gonna start, they're gonna probably be playing some. You know, I'm sure they'll be playing they Texas and Oklahoma and those teams. So we got to see how they, they play. They did just beat
3: Duke, which is a big win.
2: I mean, I <laughs> guess, but for them at least. Well, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, who are they playing next week? Just I quick, would say, that's a tough game. If they win next week, and I start, would I would be like okay, because I would say it's a tough game.
3: I would
2: say TCU. TCU is not good. And then uh, Oklahoma. On yeah, that's gonna be a real telltale there. Yep. But anyway, okay. we'll take a quick break. Come back. Eagles dominant. Vikings come back and win. And then we got some of the featured games from yesterday. I'm sure you've seen the highlights. We want to give our takes. So we're take Jake eighty nine point one. The Roar. Keep it here.
1: v 891 The Roar is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone. The Silent Disco for the World is being held at the Jake Nevin Fieldhouse Friday, October 21st from 8 to 9 p.m. The event is presented by the African and Caribbean Villanovans, the Latin American Student Organization, and the Black Student Union. Listen to oldies, new hits, slow dances, and other language while lighting the night up with headphones. Silent Disco for the World brings Villanova students together for a taste of culture through sound. RSVP on VU Groups.
0: Make WXVU your home for Villanova sports. Listen for live play-by-play of Wildcats basketball and football home games. Count on v one The Roar for coverage of Villanova sports that you won't find anywhere else.
2: And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake here. 734. And yes, we are in the National Football League. Um, and uh, Eagles... Dominant yesterday, 24 to eight win in Washington over the Commanders at FedEx Field. Nine sacks, count them all. Nine sacks for the defense. Two and a half sacks for Brandon Graham, the ageless wonder. Uh, Three touchdown passes for Hertz. 169 receiving yards for Devonta Smith, and uh, made Carson Wentz look pretty bad in this game. Um, They are now three and zero for the Eagles. Um, and this 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 defensive effort was something. Uh, seventeen first half pass plays for Carson Went on Sunday, three short completions, seven incompletions, six sacks, one fumble, minus sixteen net yards.
3: Wow! In the first yeah. half, <laughs> sounds like Kirk Cousins is against you guys.
2: Well, car. He, well, he wasn't that bad. Um. Nine sacks were tied for fourth most all-time in franchise history in a game. Held Washington 240 yards, which, I mean, a lot of that came in garbage time at the end of the game. Um, So it's good to see that defensive line, Graham, Cox, Sweat, Reddick, Hargrave um, were really putting the pressure on. Um, Hurts, I mean, obviously another great game. And, you know, I'm going to pump the brakes on Hurts. I know everybody's gushing over him right now. But again, it's only two games. I mean, there's a lot of season left. You
3: weren't yelling MVP at the stadium. No. You weren't. You weren't running over. Uh, you weren't run. You weren't running out of here yelling MVP.
2: No. I no. That that's that's Homer talk. I. I don't even know why Ruben Frank's throwing that around. It kind of honestly gets me upset because. You know, look. I know he's been playing really well, but again, it's two games. We're talking about a whole season. First mm-hmm. game it wasn't that good. No. Uh these two games yeah, g- sure, great. He was good against the Vikings, good against the Commanders. We got to put this in perspective. They've scored zero points in the second half the last two games. Zero. Yeah.
3: Sounds about right. That's not
2: good. That is not good. Um
3: But Devonta
2: Smith is good. I mean, yeah, he's good. Um he's AJ good. Brown's good. Um But uh, that you know, He's
3: kind of had a rough rough, rough Yeah,
2: rough. I I don't know. He's I mean, they're more of a running back by committee type of thing. But, I mean, I, I really think, um, you know, I, I want to see a full season. If you can do this for a full season, great. But, you know, we're only in week four. Got a tough Jaguars team coming in who just blew the living daylights out of the Chargers on the road. Their first road went in like two years or something like that for the Jags. But uh, he played well, 330 yards, uh, 22 of 35, three touchdown passes. No turnovers. Um, I'm not as uh, sold as Ruben. Now, I know I love Ruben Frank. I love reading his stuff here. Like it gives good stats. I like putting on the show. Who's Ruben Frank? He's the Eagles insider for NBC Sports Philadelphia. But like, he's a little homerish sometimes. It gets kind of annoying. Um, I give credit to Sirianni. Uh, well he's sorry, Frank's having practice to Sirianni. And I kind of like this, you know, he, he, he really understands the team. No pad walkthrough on Wednesday, bunch of people sat out Thursday, Friday's practice, 70 minutes. Um, and it, it obviously worked. I mean, they, they dominated pretty much the whole game. Uh, you know, I, I wish they would practice a little more than that, but I mean, he's a guy that knows I mean He's there all the time. So I can't really question what he's doing. if it's working, obviously. Um, obviously devonta smith was just incredible eight catches 169 yards and a score uh and even that one catch there i don't know if you saw it on the goal line where he like jumped over the other guy and caught it yeah which is a pretty cool play um obviously you you gotta know you gotta think a.j brown is helping him out because it's either a.j brown is a big game or smith is a big game because they're gonna focus on one of the others hard to focus on both um so that was a solid, solid game by him uh, Avante Maddox, big play, fourth and goal in the early fourth. He stops a six-six, two 250 pound tight end, Logan Thomas. And you got to remember Maddox is five-nine, one eighty-five. 185. So that was a nice stop there to keep the commanders off the board. Fletcher Cox, one and a half sacks in this game after everybody thought it, I mean, including me, thought he was kind of done. <laughs> he was not playing very well, he was getting old. Um, it's three sacks now through week three, best start of his career. Ties the best start of his career. Wow. So that's interesting. Um, he you know, only had 13 and a half sacks in the last 47 games. I know Zach will talk about his Vikings, Something I'm to go through this quick. Um, five deep balls in this game of over 40 yards. So that that's good for Hertz. 12 completions of 30 yards or more in 15 games last year. He had five in this one alone. Like I said, Graham, 34 years old, two and a half sacks in this one, which is great to see. Um, yeah, and and uh, oh, obviously I don't know if you saw this play too. Did you see that play where, uh, who was it? Devontae Smith gets that catch on the sideline, but it, he was out of bounds. But then the the Eagles ran up to the line, snapped the play quick, and Rivera threw the challenge fight late, and they couldn't challenge it, even though it was an completion, because his foot, one foot thing wasn't didn't was, nods, yeah, was not incredible. his one foot was not in bounds. You could see it clear as day on the replay. Wow. I don't know why the commander was so slow with it. Eagles ran up quickly, ran a short pass play to Goddard. And it was before uh, Rivera got the flag in the field. So that was a, a cool heads up play. Um, and obviously, Jaguars coming up now next week. I was telling Zach, it's going to be a really tough game. Yeah. Jaguars are playing really well. I know if it's a little bit later, I want to get to your Vikings here, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, your Vikings good win on the road against the, or at home against the Lions. Sorry, they're down, what, 24 14? We were down 14 0 one point, and then we were down 24 14. Came point. back and won.
3: Uh, came back. Um, yeah. It was huge. I think Kirk Cousins finally realized he had a guy named Adam Thielen on his team. Yeah. Bro, I think it's finally taken it's showed up. It's taken uh two weeks for them Kirk Cousins to remember that he has Thielen and Osborne on his team. <laughs> I think all it took was the Alliance to triple team Je- to double team Jefferson and yeah. to really shut Jefferson down in order for Kirk Cousins to finally start finding other people. Um maybe Darius Slay helped out without a bit, so I thank you. Uh, I do thank the Eagles <laughs> for that. Um But, uh, no, Kirk Cousins looked bad in the first half early on, especially first quarter. Uh, He just – his accuracy was really off. Uh, Dalvin Cook is running the ball well, but Kirk Cousins' accuracy was just bad. Um, Wasn't making smart throws. I saw a lot of plays where he would eye down a receiver and throw to that receiver that he was eyeing down for the longest time. Uh, The O-line did an incredible job. Only eight pressures total on Cousins this entire game. Um, No sacks allowed. Um, I think
2: compared to, what, 40 last
3: week, you said? Yeah, and 40 in, like, three sacks, I think. Yeah, but it was insane. Um, and so, Kirk did not look good, but he came back in the second quarter through a one-yard touchdown pass to Thielen, and then Dalvin Cook got his own rushing touchdown. to Thielen had a really good drive on that one as well. So, Thielen, I think, had 50 yards in the first t- first half, and I was very happy to see that. And then the third quarter started out exactly how you wouldn't want to start out. Um well, actually, I'll this, this. The second quarter ended with a play that uh, you probably don't want to see the Vikings' bag clock management there. Uh, we're rushing down the field trying to get the field goal. Uh, center, Garrett Bradbury, lost control of the football when he was trying to put the ball on the ground to snap it. Uh, ball rolls like five yards in front of him. They don't have time to get back and get the snap off uh, before the end of the half to kick a field goal. But the field goals were very bad. Um, In this game, each team missed two field goals of over Mm. 50-plus. Austin Siebert missed two, including one that would have basically given the Lions a big opportunity. Uh, Dan Campbell came out and said that he should not have kicked that ball. Uh, He should have gone for it on fourth and four. It was fourth and three with, I want to say, a minute and 14 remaining on their own 40-yard line. And instead of going for it, and instead of going for it, and... And, and sealing the game because they'd been perfect in fourth down. They decided to kick it. Siebert misses. Vikings get the ball, and two plays later, K.J. Osborne's in the end zone for a 28-yard touchdown. Uh, K.J. Osborne had a really good drive there. He didn't really do much all game. He only had 73 yards, five catches, but two of which came with a 28-yard pass and a 29-yard pass to win. Um, so And then the defense got with a huge spot. Josh Metellus. Uh, Making his first ever NFL start um, for the Vikings uh, in, I think it's been like four years since he's been in the league, but Josh Metellus makes his first NFL start over for Harrison Smith. Um, Harrison Smith was out with a concussion, and so Josh Metellus made the start, and Josh Metellus had an 84.7 PFF grade. He was our highest graded defense, he was our second highest graded defensive player in and uh, he had the game-sealing interception on the final drive in his first ever start. So, he was...
2: I did see that, yeah, cause he missed the one previous. He missed the one previous and the, easy the catch,
3: one. and then he caught the next one. So, it was big game for him. And who Happy was Happy to again? see him. Josh Metellus. He was a safety out oh. of Michigan. Is this um, his rookie year? No, he's like four or five years oh. into it. He's been in the league a long time. He's, first, he's been a special teams guy, though, his whole career. So, it's mm. just... This is his first start. Good to see him. Glad to see him play our safety... Our safety backfield is really deep, so I'm really happy to see that. Um, other than that, uh, the Vikings did not get to Jared Goff as much as I probably wanted to. They got zero sacks on him. Uh, got a few pressures, but a zero sacks. Uh, this is the third straight game in which the Vikings have given up 100 yards on the ground. Uh, Jared Goff kind of beat the vikings pretty well josh reynolds uh got 96 yards off us but we did however end amon ross st brown's touchdown streak uh he had a touchdown i believe his last eight games and we officially ended that he did not get a touchdown against us so that was nice and then yeah i thought the offense overall played pretty well dalvin cook went down with an injury i don't know if you saw that pretty scary injury for us he was a dislocated shoulder So they do believe he will play next week, but he will be playing in a harness, which is a little weird and a little scary. But we are very excited for it, and hopefully he'll be back. But we do think Alexander Madison will get a lot of touches. So if you have Alexander Madison in your fantasy team, I do suggest starting him. Thank you very much. I think that's really all I have for the Vikings. Good win over the Lions, who are a very tough team.
2: Yeah, it's a solid win there. For the Vikings, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, any win the NFL is a solid win. But especially there, I mean, down by 10 and come back and win there and get that pick at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Especially, you know, without Dalvin Cook there for a little bit. Uh, I mean, Thielen having a better game this time around. So, uh, you know, solid win there. Um, take a quick break again, come back, quickly go through some of the big games of the, of the yeah, of the day, of the day yesterday. And then we will make our picks. Yes, we will make our picks on this show because we keep forgetting to do it during the week so we just get busy. So uh, we'll do that in the last segment. But we'll be back. Sword Six with Jake, 89.1 The Roar. Um, V89.1 The Roar is proud to feature new and upcoming artists. Listen every Thursday at 10 p.m. for new track Thursdays. Our curated playlist featuring lesser known musicians spanning across multiple genres. Send in your suggestions and requests to wxvu eighty nine 891 at Villanova.edu, all lowercase. And check out new track Thursdays every ten every Thursday at 10 p.m. on V89.1, The Roar. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. for Radio Survivor. Radio Survivor has been covering and supporting great radio from college and community broadcasters to internet radio and podcasts since 2009. Hosted by Matthew Lazar, Paul Rizmendel, and Jennifer Waits. Radio Survivor, every Wednesday at 9 a.m. V89.1. V89. The Roar. Um, so coming back to our regular schedule of programming here. Dolphins over the Bills, 21-19 from the Miami Gardens in Florida. Um, went right down to the last play with Kevin Harlan calling it, of course. You always got to love that. <laughs> um, literally counting down the clock, <laughs> and now there's three, and now there's two, and he'll get the snap up. He does not. <laughs> Gotta love Kevin Harlan. Anyway, um, but uh, yeah, the Bills do not get the the uh, spike in time, and the Dolphins plot a two point win. Uh, a little bit of controversy surrounding this game. Uh, Tagovailoa looked like he had a pretty serious head injury. Uh, basically like couldn't get up. <laughs> And or he did get up, but he was, like, and wobbling just... and obviously, like, concussed. Uh, and they took him out briefly, and he somehow came back in the second half. Um, team yeah. said he actually had a back issue. I don't know. I mean, like, they're investigating. Yeah, I, who knows? The, uh,
3: yeah, the NFL is investigating.
2: Uh, like, that seemed kind of sus. Um,
3: yeah, a lot of people said that he should not be, and I agree.
2: Yeah, I mean, the guy was obviously concussed. <laughs> like, it was pretty obvious. Um but uh he ended up actually playing pretty well. Um, 186 yards and a touchdown pass to River, Crack Craft. i you say that? Crack Craft. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, no one. Um. Knows. Uh.
3: But I will say 186 yards and
2: one touchdown
3: and you win.
2: Yeah, defense played was, well.
3: That's kind of incredible. I think the butt obviously helped. The butt punt helped on that one a bit, but uh.
2: You know, but here we go again with the Bills. I mean, and this is sometimes I don't... hundred
3: yards passing for Josh Allen. But
2: I'm but not. i not talking about that. I mean, that's impressive. But 8-minute drive here, 17 plays, and you're going to go for it. And they don't get anything. Like, that kills you. You have a huge drive by that. You get nothing out of it. Now, I don't know what the score was in that situation. Like, I wasn't really watching the game. But... Uh, you know, there's certain points where you gotta take the points. Now, I don't know what the score was that time. You could probably look. That. I don't. I don't really know. But, um, you know, it would have helped them out. Obviously, at the end of the game, they wouldn't have had to score a field goal at all. They would have won the game.
3: It was at that point. It would have been.
2: Yeah, it would have just been whatever the score is now. What the score so it would have been twenty-two twenty two twenty It With how much? How much time well, was there left?
3: There was 21-17 with. 149
2: to go. So oh, well, go. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess you had to at that point. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, it's Miami
3: did. two yard line. Yeah. I You're did. on the Miami two yard line, so you should have got that. Well, they
2: didn't get it, so. <laughs> um. But yeah, so the Dolphins, pretty nice win there. Allen complete, c- completed a career high 42 passes, and like Jack said, more than 400 yards. Lowest point totals since week 13 last year. Um, so they they lose, they go down Miami three three and o, excuse me. Um so it was a good win there for the Finns. Um moving along to the Colts and Chiefs. Uh pretty interesting affair here. The Chiefs go down, uh Bienname and Mahomes get into it on the sideline. Did they? They did Didn't you wow. see that? I did not see that. Yeah, no. right before right after halftime, apparently they ran the ball, and like Mahomes wanted to throw a hail mary to, to try to get in the end zone, and they were arguing. Um, and McCoy tweet or commented on Instagram posts that Biami doesn't know how to call plays, doesn't listen to the players. So yeah, who knows?
3: I'm surprised. I was always wondering why Biami doesn't have a job. That's what That's uh, what McCoy
2: says. Like, that's why he doesn't have a job because he doesn't. He has not uh, He has not I don't know. But that's what he's. That's what I McCoy said. Apparently, the
3: shocker of this to me is the running game
2: for the for the Chiefs was bad yeah Clyde
3: Edwards Hilaire had seven carries for zero yards
2: but again this is the mo of Andy Reid sometimes he just gets away from running the ball I mean 23 carries only for 58 yards
3: and four of which were Patrick Mahomes 26
2: yards exactly I mean that's just that's not it I mean you, you gotta you know I know it's Patrick Mahomes but you gotta be able to run the ball a little bit here um we saw that in Philly a lot of times. He would just get away from the – he would just start throwing the ball every now and, and just doesn't really – doesn't like to commit to it. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan, got to give him credit. Uh, that final drive there finds Jelaney Woods, 12-yard touchdown pass <laughs> at 24 seconds to go.
3: Jelani Woods had both touchdowns for the Bills,
2: and the he didn't even have a today. catch, right? He didn't have like a catch before this game or something like that. I, I don't
3: think so. I think you're right. Like he literally just
2: so you got to give him credit, man. I mean, I know. I mean, they're one, one, and one now. I mean, they're you know hanging around. You know, and they haven't played very well the first couple of weeks, but you know they're they're fine. You know, they're right there with Jacksonville. Um, obviously it's going to be a pretty ugly division there, so they can kind of you know afford to have a couple bad games um Brian 27 to 37 222 I uh, got sacked 5 times lost two fumbles yeah but still got the win um yep. that's uh, all that really matters
3: I think the shocker for me of the, of the week Jacob, and I don't know about you but it was how badly the Jaguars beat down on the Chargers like yes. I understand Justin Herbert was playing probably at probably not 100%
2: still though I mean it was but like but like
3: Justin Herrick played very well in that game, and a lose by 28
2: That's shocking. Is like, on the road—or the, for them at home. Yeah. Know, that's like, that's Justin shocking. Justin
3: Herrick only got sacked once. He only threw one interception. But he only threw one passing touchdown. Austin Eckler—did Austin Eckler get hurt in this game?
2: I, I don't know. He had four carries for five yards. <laughs> it
3: makes me think he maybe got hurt in this game.
2: Well, but there was here at speed. Or, uh, no, actually, he
3: just was. I
2: don't think he was just awful.
3: <laughs> I think he just, yeah. Because
2: he he's on my fantasy team. I didn't say anything about him getting hurt. He just was awful.
3: Yeah, he had eight catches for 48 yards, though, so he was able to get points that way a bit. But, I mean, it just, it's not pretty for them. Uh, I thought this game would be a lot better. But the Jaguars, I mean, Trevor Lawrence maybe found a head coach.
2: I think he did. I think uh, I I knew Doug Pearson going there was gonna help him. You know, he was a really good coach here. I think he kinda got forced out a little too early. I think that was I think the you know I d I don't really understand why I let him go so early. Um Because Eagles
3: fans wanted to change. And Eagles fans. I, I very, know, but
2: like, you know, if you're you gotta have a little more uh well, I don't wanna say that, but you have to have a little more uh strength, if you're the owner, to be like, hey, this is our guy, but obviously he didn't do that. Now, Siri is a great coach now, but I mean, you know, I think they let him go a little too early, but he's doing well in Jacksonville right now, 262 yards for Lawrence, three scores. James Robinson with another 100-yard game. I mean... 18-game road-losing streak snapped for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow.
3: Makes sense, I guess, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I think people are really underselling, and I think this is funny, because we were all making fun of it at the beginning of the year, but... Everyone was making fun of Christian Kirk's contract at the beginning of this year. Oh, he's been year.
2: playing really well. I'm on my fantasy team. He's solid.
3: Yeah, everyone was making fun of Christian Kirk's contract because it was way too much at the time. Oh,
2: but now it looks like it they actually got him
3: for an actual deal like and deal. Paid, off, paid it off for him. Now,
2: can I give you a little trivia here quick? Yeah. 28-point win for Jacksonville on the road. What oh, no. was their largest road win before yesterday?
3: I mean, my only other thought was – Colts game, but I don't think they beat the Colts in Indianapolis, so I don't think that's that. No, we're uh, going way back. Are, is it is it Saxonville? Did no, they no, win no, by no, 28 in Saxonville? No, this
2: is way before that. This really? Is like 20 like, years ago. Really? But it's a team that you are very familiar with.
3: Was it the Vikings?
2: 33-3 over the Minnesota Vikings in 2001.
3: Really? That would have been like a Randy Moss time, When too. Lawrence that's was really two talking. years old.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's actually kind of funny.
2: Not gonna lie. Jay Dobson did have a 50 yard touchdown in this game.
3: Yep. That's so where his half of his 100 yards came from, I guess.
2: Huge win for the, the Jaguars here. Um, Coming
3: into a m- potential really good game here.
2: The Eagles, yeah. That's going to we'll be a tough game. That later, but, uh, um, shoot, I went too far back. Um, just quickly, got, c- got a couple minutes here. Uh, obviously, a big win for the Packers over the Buccaneers, 14 12 on the road. Um, you know what? What were your thoughts there? Uh, obviously, defensive kind yeah, of struggled. Yeah, absolutely.
3: There. That's I for that's what the that's what the Packers are going to play this year. They have an incredible defense, they do. and their offense isn't good. So they're going to be playing defensive games. Like I
2: mean, this. I don't know if it's that. I mean, like Rogers twenty-seven to thirty-five, two fifty-five, two TDs. I mean, that's not a
3: Rogers level. Like that's not what we expect from Rogers. Well, right? I mean,
2: Bucks defense is insanely good. too. But yeah. like
3: two and for two, didn't the Packers go for two to win the game there? Right? Packers I went for two to they? win.
2: I have no idea. I don't know. I
3: believe so. So. Yeah, um, actually no, sorry. Uh, the
2: the Bucks page, went, for, the two Bucks to went, went for two
3: to tie it. Yeah. And they did not get it there. Tom Brady is just not looking like himself right Whoa, now. Yes, this game is
2: pretty good. Thirty-one to forty-two, two seventy-one in a score. Score. Yeah. I just. I, no I, picks.
3: I think what's what's hard here to watch is you look at Leonard Fournette, who's supposed to be this yeah, guy. Yeah, run that game's paid a lot. awful.
2: Fourteen Leonard, carries Leonard for thirty-four been yards.
3: Bad recently. He's not had a couple of good games. Russell Gage was the leading receiver, which we kind of. Figured was gonna happen when we saw that 12 both catches, Mike Evans, both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are out. That's uh, how you're gonna find a third guy. And I guess Russell Gage was that guy. Uh, Cameron Braid had a decent game, Just but dumb on Mike Evans' part. Like you cannot just take yourself out of a game like that. But stupid honestly, shout out to the rookie for the Packers, Romeo Dobbs. We all saw him in preseason. Everyone was giving him a lot of hype. But he played yeah, he well. Played, He's been yeah, getting it back. Eight for
2: 73 and a score here. Yeah,
3: it's huge for him. I'm a little shocked that their running game didn't play better in this game. I don't know why they didn't have like a like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, you'd think, would be able to go for more yards on this team, but yeah. uh, they did not. Um, but honestly, shout out to the Packers defense here, uh, getting to Brady three times, including Kenny Clark with two sacks, mm. and uh, Rashawn Gary getting the other one.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, and and, and this could be a, a big win for the Packers down the road when you talk about seeding purposes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at the end of the year, um, this could be a, a big, big win for, uh, yeah, I mean, look at this, Evans, Godwin, and Julio Jones all out in this game for Tampa Bay. Um, so that, that is interesting. Um, suck up a couple of 45-yard field goals, just that's not going to do it. Um, for the Buccaneers. Um, but yeah, I, I I would put some blame here on Mike Evans. I mean, you cannot do something like that. That's just dumb. But uh, Cole Beasley, I didn't know he was on the Bucks. Three catches for twelve yards. <laughs> um, Packers go to New England or host New England next Sunday. Buccaneers and Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Next Sunday night.
3: Yeah, I mean. Hopefully, it's better more exciting than this one. But
2: yeah, <laughs> quickly, very quickly before we go to break. Broncos over the Niners, 11-10. Yeah. Four Niners, too many turnovers. Like they had three turnovers. Russell Wilson does just enough. Again, he he knows how to win. Clutch drive late. Gets him the win. Uh, you know, obviously, look looked pretty ugly. But, uh, you know, again, like I was saying, like, you know, they're learning a new offense. You know, not easy to get that, especially in game time action. Um yeah, I think you'll figure it out though. I think
3: what is this fun. Broncos team though? Like actually I
2: I, I don't they're like, trying to run the ball obviously a little more and they like, haven't really been uh, that like,
3: successful. Like but. I mean, you're bringing in now a freaking advisor for yeah, Nathaniel Hatchett.
2: Yeah, that that's that's like, interesting.
3: It's just I don't know what this Broncos team is doing. as high of hundred friends that are Broncos fans, they're all upset. But yeah, no, I just don't know what this Broncos team is doing. It's not looking pretty Cortland Sutton though. A catches ninety seven yards. We love we love a good Cortland Sutton game. But I was expecting Jimmy G to go on a revenge tour, and he did not do that this game. Uh, he had two eleven for a touchdown, but also an interception.
2: Four I sacks. think I think he'll be fine. He's gonna do pretty well the rest of the yeah. year.
3: But that's really all I have in this game. I mean, it was just a really boring game. You no, know, I didn't watch it. I turned it off Very after boring. the first quarter, and I went and watched a show on Netflix.
2: Very boring. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, we'll come back. Um. Picks. Pick time. Yes. I guess we could pick Monday night games. because it didn't start yet. So. Yeah, we can do that. All that and more, 8 o'clock hours. What it takes to take
0: 89.1? Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all new website at WXVU.org. We're on air, serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial, or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app.
1: Now listen to v 891 the roar on your smartphone or mobile device with the free Radio FX app. Interact with WXVU shows and DJs. See our schedule and events and more. Download the Radio FX app and search for WXVU today.
0: Check out WXVU's new website at WXVU.org. Listen to our live stream 24-7 in our easy-to-use audio player. See our full show schedule, meet our team and our DJs, view details on our WXVU and U Health Promotion Partnership, and get the latest updates from the WXVU newsroom. Log on to WXVU.org today.
2: And welcome back into Sports Hakes with Jake here. Final 13 minutes. First we'll go Cowboys at Giants. I actually have no idea who to pick in this game.
3: Give me the home team
2: here. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to roll with the Giants here at home. I think I
3: would never guess Giants to be
2: three. Now. No, but I, I think Saquon's been playing well. They're at home. Cooper Rush, i sorry. I don't believe in you at all. So, going with the uh, – I think Michael G-man. Irvin does. Yeah, we're not talking about him on this show. He's ridiculous. <laughs> so, I go Giants. You're going Giants as well? Yep. All right, and we're doing it differently this year. I know last year we did it – Uh like overall total wins, and that's to kind of was anticlimactic at the end of the year. Um, so we're gonna do it more of a, as in golf, we'd say a match play style. Um, speaking of, speaking of golf, USA dominated the international team this past weekend. Yeah,
3: well, we knew it was gonna happen,
2: though. I, I, I don't see, I mean, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Um, you know, there was some guys on the international side that played pretty well. Um, it just talent wise, US, so much more talent. I kind of hope they do that mixed. I, I I'd be in for that idea. I
3: don't know. Maybe. I think it
2: would be kind of cool I, think, like,
3: I didn't be interested to see the how
2: ladies do don't it. get any exposure. I would kind of like to see the top women players play because I mean they're good. I mean like yeah. it would be fun because like they have a lot of really good international players on the LPGA tour. I think it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, will they do it? Who knows? But I think it'd be kind of cool. Maybe maybe do like a separate event. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Um, anyway. Um Dolphins and Bengals on Prime Video. I think the Bengals. They got it. I think the Bengals take this one home. I
3: am actually going for the upset here as well. I'm taking the Bengals over the. Dolphins. I don't really think
2: it's an upset. I think the Bengals just haven't played well.
3: It no. I think it's an upset at this it's point real? because two has played really well. I think everyone's thinking dolphins are one. Uh, they're two. And I think one, it's right? a
2: flash in the pan. It might thing.
3: be, but I'm still taking the Bengals here over the Dolphins. Bengals minus three an and a
2: half here in this game.
3: Based on record, it's an upset.
2: Viking Saints in London.
3: Vikings don't lose in London. I'm taking Vikings. Thank you very much, are, I think we're one and zero in London.
2: Yeah. Have fun watching the game at uh, six thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Vikings here too. The Saints looked pretty bad last yeah, week.
3: I don't think Jameis is the guy. I still no, don't think he's that. He's just not it.
2: Um. I'll go first here. Browns. Falcons. Ooh, this is kind of an interesting matchup. Uh, I'm gonna take the Falcons here. Actually, I think at home they, they get the win.
3: This is our first. Uh.
2: You're going Browns? I'm going Browns. I do not I just don't believe in the Browns. I just don't I think they're good. I don't,
3: but also it's at home. I think it's it in No, it's in Atlanta. Oh, it's in Atlanta? Oh, I'm still going Browns, though. I I don't believe in Marcus Merida. Although, I could see Cordell Patterson going off.
2: They had a nice win last week in they Seattle. Did. They did. In the, on the road. But Saint, it's Seattle. Commanders and Cowboys. Uh Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> picking the Cowboys' twice here. Uh Commanders and Cowboys one o'clock uh from Dallas. I think Carson Wentz bounces back here and the I do agree will. on that.
3: I also have the car I also have the Commanders. I uh I just don't trust Cooper Rush. Unless no. Cooper Rush proves something. Uh, see. I will not be choosing the Cooper Rush ever again. I will not be choosing Cooper Rush this no. year.
2: Seahawks, the Lions, I think it's pretty easy. I'm going Detroit here.
3: Uh, I think this is a pretty easy Detroit here. I think Detroit's gonna be the best losing record team in the league at this point. But
2: uh, let's see. Titans, Ooh. Colts. Um what are you going to go with here? Well, This is interesting. Uh, I think the Titans, I cannot see them going 1 and 3. I'm going to pick the Titans here on the road.
3: I, I can see them going 1 and 3. I'm not a Ryan Tannehill believer, and I think the Colts, after this win, kind of jump started them a bit, even though it wasn't a great win. I do believe they jumped them, and I think Colts beat the Titans here. Mm,
2: interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Bears Trash. and Giants <laughs> from MetLife. Um, do the Giants go 4 0? Do
3: oh, the man. Giants
2: That's go 4-0? <laughs> this is interesting because even if they lose tonight, one of these two teams is going to be 3-1, and one,
3: Yeah, which is no. kind
2: of crazy. Um, I'm going to go Bears in this game. I'm going 4-0 Giants, my uh, guy. Yeah, I'm going I, I 4-0 no Giants. That. I can't do that. I'm doing
3: it. it. I think the Bears' defense is great, but I just think the Giants are going like, to keep running momentum here. I think here. The,
2: the Bears will squeak this out by like, a point or two. Yeah,
3: I think it's be like the t- – like a 15 to 14 game or something. Wow, like
2: I honestly do not know who to pick in this game. Eagles and Jaguars from Philly. Uh, this is a really hard one to pick. I think the Eagles win. P- the only reason being because they're at home. I think that gets to Lawrence a little bit, and I picked. I'm picking the Eagles. I do win.
3: think being at home is an advantage, but this looks like a trap game to me, in my opinion. And I do think that. I don't know. I see Doug Peterson getting an revenge here. So you're going to go uh, Jacksonville. I am taking Jacksonville over
2: the I I would, but I just, for some reason, I think that the home crowd is going to give them some problems. Yeah,
3: I could see that.
2: Um, Jets and Steelers, a pair of one and two teams going at it. Uh, I, Oh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, I think Pittsburgh at home gets it done.
3: See, this is going to be interesting to you. I think G- T.J. Watt being out kills the Steelers. And so I think Jets do win this game. Mm, okay,
2: interesting. So the only reason is because T.J. Watt's not playing.
3: And it, yeah, it, it cost them last week. I think it cost him this last week. I think so. I'm yeah. and I don't like their offense right now.
2: Uh, Bills and Ravens. Ravens. This, um, is a great game.
3: this should be a night game.
2: Uh, I, can, I think Bills. Bills win won this. I also game.
3: Have Bills. I think they bounce back. I don't, I don't see them losing two in a row this season.
2: Buffalo and Buffalo. Let's see what we got next here on the docket. Chargers and Texans. Texans.
3: You're taking Texans?
2: Yeah. I think the Chargers are awful right now.
3: I, I disagree. I think I mean, the Chargers are I, horrible. I don't think they're great. I think they're going like,
2: to be, like really, be really bad. I don't
3: think they're year. great, but I can't take them over the Texans. You just lost to the Bears.
2: Texans have been very competitive. You just
3: lost to the year. Bears. I'm, I'm taking the Chargers. I mean, I'm taking the Chargers. Don't. Don't try to – no, no. I I, I, I respect it. I respect it. I'd love to see Davis Mills do it, but I can't. I can't. I cannot.
2: Arizona travels to Carolina. Uh, <laughs> Cardinals, Cardinals by two Cardinals. scores. Cardinals by like five scores. <laughs> yeah, the Panthers <laughs> seems awful. Matt Rule probably won't even make the season. Give
3: me the uh, extended like plus minus 27 money line or whatever it is. for the Cardinals, Cardinals
2: are minus. All, wow, Carolina's minus a point and a half in this game. That <gasps> might be the steal of the weekend. I'm, I'm betting right you now. You better I'm bet kidding. that right now. <laughs> Um, That's crazy. Anyway. I I, was, I thought there was no way. Packers and Patriots, uh especially in the news of Mac Jones, the Packers win this easily. Oh yeah. Pa- oh, but Bailey's zap
3: though. I'm kidding. Uh Packers, I I say Packers over Patriots here as well. But Bailey's app's about to go off. I'm telling you right now.
2: Broncos and Raiders, uh from Ooh. this is interesting. Will the Raiders go 0 and four? Uh I think the Raiders pull this out. I
3: do agree with you. Um, as much as I don't like Josh McDaniels, and I had an argument with my friend over this a while th- this morning, but I do think the Raiders don't go on 4 I think they win here 1-3, to three, and I think the Broncos finally get their defensive-minded approach gets yeah. come
2: back. Sunday night, Chiefs and Buccaneers from Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Chiefs in this one. I, <laughs> I the Bucks have not looked that good, and I just Bucks haven't
3: looked that good. But Tom Brady also owns Patrick Mahomes. Um. Yeah. I guess I still like the Chiefs, but <laughs> but I do think <laughs> Tom Brady Casey. owns Patrick Mahomes, and I could see this being an upset. I'm a little scared over that. that
2: Rams and Niners on Monday night. Uh, this is an interesting game. Uh, I'm gonna go Niners at home here.
3: Really, that's that's shocking to me. Um, I, I I just mean, don't think the Rams. I just watched the Niners score 10 points to the Broncos here, and like mm. not look good. And so I just gotta go Rams. I can't watch a team that just looked bad. I mean the Ram the, the Rams didn't look that great against Cardinals, but at least they scored twenty points. So I mean, like, I'll take that any day of the week. I'm taking mm-hmm. the Rams. Please.
2: So we got five minutes here, Zach. Oh. Um. But
3: um. Let's see. What else should we talk about here? I got one for you. I got one for you. Let's do it. Uh, um. Do you think at this point in the season, the Eagles? What seed do you think the Eagles will have at this point in the season? Right now? Right now. You're going to predict it. What seed? Three. You think it'll be a three seed? I think –
2: I don't think they're going to be able to keep this up. I think the Packers will get ahead of them. I think Tampa Bay will be ahead of them.
3: That would be for them because you're saying the Rams aren't going to be ahead of them?
2: I think that's going to be a tough division, man. I think – Rams, Cardinals, Niners, and Seahawks. I don't think. I mean, I think they'd be ahead of the Rams, in my opinion. I
3: just, I can't put the Eagles anywhere but the four seed, in my opinion. Like, I just think that they're the NFC East is by far the weakest division.
2: NFC East.
3: In the NFC East by far the weakest division. I just, I, I see the Eagles maybe winning ten games, and then yeah. I see the Eagles maybe winning ten games and finishing in the four seed.
2: Okay, I, I don't know. I just think they're, gonna, I think they're gonna be a three. You
3: think the, but do you think they'll win the division pretty easily?
2: Yeah, I mean they should. I mean, unless. Uh, giants keep it. I don't think they're going to keep it going. I think Daniel Jones will kind of revert back to his own old yeah, ways.
3: I assume so, but
2: Commanders are just still be average. Um Dallas, I mean, who knows? I mean, if Cooper Rush could keep him afloat, then Dak comes back, who knows, but uh I mean, the way this defense is playing though. I mean, and it Hurts is playing really well obviously. I th- but this defense could be critical for the Eagles. I think that's going to be the difference. Um I mean, you're getting pressure consistently. Very good back end with uh, Garter Johnson, Maddox, Slay, Bradbury. I mean, that's a solid back end. Yeah, um, I think their defense is going to be the difference. Um, but, but, yeah, if you ask me right now, I think the Packers are definitely ahead. I think the Bucks are, Buccaneers are definitely ahead. Uh, I think the Rams and Eagles will be duking it out, but I think the Eagles will get ahead of them. Um, um, if you're asking me wild cards, uh, a little too early for that, I guess. Um yeah, I'll say I couldn't even tell you about it. It's do just think, I guess too early in the season.
3: Do you think uh, – who is your MVP pick? Who do you think will win the MVP based on what we've seen Way, see way in the too first early three to seasons.
2: tell. Way too first, early.
3: First on what we see in the first three weeks, who do you think will win the MVP? My pick's Lamar Jackson.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been really incredible. Um, what was it, is it the, was it the first player to have multiple 300-yard passing yeah. games and multiple 100? Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. Either um, him
3: or I think it's Josh Allen in my opinion. I think Josh yeah, Allen's Josh Allen's played to really be out well. There
2: the whole way. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be one of those guys. I mean, you know, obviously, like if Roger Brady gets in the gear, you know, they're always in the conversation.
3: I mean, a lost. I mean, a lot in a loss, Josh Allen threw for four hundred yards. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's ridiculous. That's
3: insane. In a yeah. loss, that they only scored like fourteen points.
2: They scored nineteen points. He had over four hundred yards passed. Like,
3: like that's incredible. Yeah. I just, I, I, I could see Josh Allen and Lamar battling this one out here. I also do think that. uh I was going to say someone in the NB- NFC but I really don't think anyone in the NFC really will stay in this race I think the NFC is way weaker than uh, the AFC
2: if we get back to baseball really quick um, go ahead. so we're saying Phillies are going to be in and you said Brewers do you think are going to be in I think, I think it's going to be Padres good. I think the Padres get in Braves are a, a lock do the Braves
3: be, win or do you think Mets win
2: I think the Mets pulled out. I think Magic they won out, the division. I, then, I, I think they do.
3: Do you think, do you think, uh, well, I guess it's kind of very somebody. Do you think the Orioles have a chance?
2: No. Too far back. I think you said they don't have a tiebreaker over the Jays. I was going to mention, though, to see who gets the four through six. Up. They're all within like a half game of each other, right? I think, yeah, I think it's very so. close. I mean, I it's
3: Mariners are, half, are
2: on the bubble. But the Mariners and have the strong. easiest schedule. Do you the think they would be half. able?
3: Blue Jays have two and a half. So I think Blue Jays are pretty much sealed at that one right now. Oh, they are two and a half up. Blue Jays are two and a half
2: up on okay, um, I didn't know that.
3: Mariners, two games up on the
2: race. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so you think Toronto so it's going to be basically between Seattle and Tampa Bay. Two, three, and I Seattle mean, is a very easy schedule coming in. I think in.
3: you'd want to almost have the 60-day. Honestly, I'd want to play the Guardians. I'd but they've been
2: hot, the though. They've been, I would not want to play them. They're really hot.
3: I don't think they'll keep it up. I don't think they got playoff
2: teams. I mean, I'd rather play them than – Sorry, I'd rather play
3: Toronto. Would you rather play Toronto? Well, if Toronto's hot. Maybe not. Toronto will be the next team you play.
2: Would so, but would Toronto be? Well, that, oh, that would be in Toronto. Toronto always has a huge crowd for the playoffs. Yeah, and Actually, I'd I don't. Yeah, play. no,
3: I'd want to play. play Cleveland. I much because
2: Cleveland's not like a great like. Yeah. Ad, 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 no, Toronto's crazy. When you watch their playoffs, you just like it's insane. Yeah, I I think obviously Baltimore I kind of out. I think you're right. I think Toronto gets that one. Um, and it's going to be a toss-up between the Mariners. And I think the Mariners end up getting the two because, I mean, they have a way easier schedule than the, the Rays. Um, so that would be interesting, though. It's going to come down to the Astros or Yankees, though. Um, and I think the Boogies have, a, t- have a, a chance to make a deep run. I do. They could be a surprise team, I think.
3: But they have to beat the but they
2: have to beat NL, them. obviously, Dodgers the team to beat. I think the Mets have a really good chance, too. Like, they're really good. I think the Braves have a really good chance, too. Uh, Cardinals, I'm, I'm okay. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, Paul Goulds, we right. blow that team there. Yeah, him and Pujols and Molina. God, Pujols. 700 home runs for Pujols now.
3: Wow. That was incredible, that was incredible to watch. Two homers that Dodger saved. What do you think Judge will get it? When do you think Judge will get it? When do you think Judge will get it? Tonight. I think he will tonight.
2: Tonight or tomorrow. I'm going to say tonight, actually. I don't know why I have a feeling. Okay.
3: I mean, he's one for one with a run. He's a walk
2: as well. Yeah. Either tonight or tomorrow. I'm going to say tonight, but who knows. Anyway, we'll wrap it up here. for six with Jake. Uh, thanks for another great show, Zach, as always. Uh Absolutely. Thanks, to everybody out there for listening. And uh, be back Can't here. for a- Yeah, Patrick shows coming up next. Uh, Another guy in our sports or not sports journalism, multimedia multimedia journalism class. So stay tuned for that. I think it's what Greason Polls or something. Yeah, something.
3: It's another another sports. It's another sports
2: show. So uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned for that, and um, yeah, we'll see you back here next Monday night. Last show before the break. Last show. I think we might have to have some special guests on next week. Do
3: we have to? Are we an Emily? Are we an Emily guest or somebody else?
2: Announce it. It's the whole point of teasing. Fair, fair. Some special guests next week. You don't know who. It might not be them. It could be somebody else. You yeah, don't know. Yeah, we could get Bobo in here. Maybe. Man, anyway, keep it here. sword so takes with Jake, and we'll see you all next week. Have a good, good night, everybody.
1: This is your WXVU Villanova Campus Minute. We sat down with Stephen Koch, Villanova's Associate Director for Leadership Programs, where he talked about the resources available for first-year students and their families.
3: We have so many great uh, campus offices and programs. I mean, just to highlight a few, the Counseling Center, of course, Residence Life Campus Ministry, our Health and Wellness Office, the Education and Career Center, our Office Student Involvement. You know, these are, these are offices, and, and um, the staff in these offices, they want to see students succeed and they want to give them the tools to to succeed. And, um, you know, outside of seeking resources, I would say connect with others in your res hall. These are like-minded students Mm. that are, um, you know, kind of in the same boat and kind of navigating the newness of being on campus and try to make those connections with others in your res hall and um, connect with upperclassmen. I I always say that because, you know, in particular our seniors, Nick, and they've been there and they've seen a lot, they've done a lot, and they know what it's like to, to be you know a first year student to hear our full conversations
1: with villanova community members check out the interviews on wxvu's podcast feed available on both spotify and apple podcasts
0: villanova university's wxvu villanova visit our all-new website at wxvu.org we're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your fm dial or stream us anytime anywhere on the radio fx app
1: V89.1, The Roar, is proud to announce that we can now be heard on 89.1 all day, every day, for the first time in Villanova's history. Listen to our programming anywhere in the main line on 89.1, 24 hours a day, seven days a week with our now full-time FM signal. And stay tuned for details of how WXVU plans to celebrate this exciting milestone.
4: From the newsroom, this is WXVU News Director Gabriella Raful with your Villanova Campus Minute. Last week, Villanova told students to remain vigilant after police say the same suspect is behind a number of crimes on campus. Now he's accused of taking photos of female students, while students say this information is disturbing. Villanova sent out a photo of 40-year-old Eugene Hammond to everyone on campus. As police say, he's the man who broke into a student's room in Good Council Hall last October over the fall semester break. Then four months ago, police say Hammond struck again and was arrested for loitering outside Coughlin Hall. After a long investigation, the university is issuing a new safety warning after police found Hammond taking pictures of female students outside residence halls on South Campus. Victims who were involved were notified. During both incidents, Hammond was driving a 2014 dark blue Ford Transit van. Villanova does not believe he's returned to campus recently, but since he's no longer in jail his picture is being shared and students are being told to be on alert since the incident last fall security has been increased by adding more lighting cameras and a license plate reader technology students are being told to remain vigilant after hammond is accused of targeting the campus multiple times with this week's villanova campus minute i'm Gabrielle rafoul from the wxcu newsroom
2: Plato paper due tomorrow Need a fresh set of eyes to look over your final draft? Haven't even started yet? You can make an appointment at the Villanova University Writing Center, located on the second floor of Favio Memorial Library. The Writing Center is full of professionally trained tutors who assist Villanova students of all majors on their writing assignments, from personal statements
1: to thesis papers, at any stage in the writing process. Hours of operation are Sunday from 3.30 to 7.30, Monday through Thursday from 11.30 to 7.30, and Friday from 11.30 to 3.30. Stop in or call 610-519-4604
0: At AARP.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line.
2: We'll see partly cloudy skies tonight, a low down to 53. Mostly sunny Tuesday, a high of 70 degrees. And mostly sunny Wednesday, a high of 68.
0: It's the very best in smooth jazz. You're listening to Lights Out Villanova on v 891 the Roar.